0: to Enlighten Up, the Hilarity podcast with Lizzie Allen and Karina Lauren. We take hard topics, throw them up in the air, and dissolve them with laughter. Each week, we feature a comedian from the Hilarity course and we discuss topics from their set, from sexual shame to getting older. We tackle it all with humor and heart.
1: Our goal is to awaken the masses, promote love, and increase connection by dissolving shame, all while making you laugh until you pee your pants. So let's enlighten up and
0: get started.
1: Welcome to episode three of
0: enlighten up the podcast, the podcast, the legend. Lizzie, how are you doing? I'm good, Karina. How are you? I am
1: fabulous. I, as you maybe alluded to in a couple weeks
0: ago in our other podcast, got a new job. You did, didn't you? Oh my God. And you're, income 125 percent double lizzie it's not polite to talk about money but i'll tell you what i (laughs) will talk about is
1: apologies the interview process because i think this needs to be addressed this is becoming a new thing in the tech industry there were six interviews wow yeah each one more challenging.
0: No, I'm kidding. Yeah, each it, one more yeah. challenging than the last. <laughs> it was a gauntlet. Did you have to go through a kind of swinging axe situation? If
1: I had to do that, I would be dead. Okay, so what the way that it works is you meet with HR, and then you meet with another person in HR, and then you meet with the managing, who's going to be your manager. Then you meet with the CEO. Well, the CEO, we had to divide up into two. So that became five. Mm. Then the last interview is like, You know, when in video games where you have like the big boss challenge, Mm. that's what the last interview was. The last interview is kind of like a marathon. You've got to prepare a project and a presentation. It's very intense. So I want to go back a few interviews before the big boss interview, because I just want to celebrate the fact that I got a job, even though when I was asked the question, like you know, first they ask, "What are your superpowers?" I was like, "Oh, that's easy. I got like a million of them." So, <laughs> I didn't quite say that, but I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm really good with people. Like, I can win people over, even if they don't want to be won over." Blah 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 blah. Okay, what's your kryptonite? Do you know what I said? Okay, do you first of all, do you know what's fashionable to say? Like, hey, what's your what's your shortcoming? What I care too much. That's right. That's fashionable. <laughs> Or, like, I just work too hard and I need to really do a better job at finding a good, healthy work life balance. Or, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Ugh. You know, what did I say? Um, what do you I, think I, I said? I can't
0: even guess what you said.
1: I said, I'm defiant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm defiant. It's true. It's true. I was being truthful. So then my son's like, yeah, while you were at it, why didn't you just say, oh, I'm a terrible listener. I find people boring. (laughs) (laughs) I hate detail. Like, oh yeah, let's just lay out all the flaws right here in the interview. But I got the job. So I just want to say like, well done. Well done. I mean, I did spin it. I said, oh, it's okay. I use it to my, (laughs) I use it for the business's benefit. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: You tell me I can't do something. Oh, I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah. For the business. It's for the business. I mean, just sitting opposite you, this high-flying, well-paid woman, and here's me sitting around my cardboard boxes. Still. (laughs) Still. Still
1: sitting around cardboard boxes. Still
0: working on the book proposal. The proposal that's going to launch my career.
1: (laughs) Well, the proposal that is not only going to launch your career, but it's going to save the world. Oh, my God. That's the name of my
0: book. How did you know? Well, because it's I can see it written on the cardboard around me. <laughs> yeah, the book is called "Save the World and Other Things on My To Do List," which
1: actually is really cool. Because when Lizzie and I did our very first show ever, oh my god, back yes. in 2017, you wrote a rap oh. called "This Rap's
0: Gonna Save the World." Yes, because when I was in the psych ward, I thought I was going to become a famous rapper and save the world with my rap album. I mean, why not? But here's the weird thing, right? I went through therapy school. But while I was going through that, we were making shows, weren't we? And I did this genogram, which traced back through the history, the family trauma and how it's landing on me. And I'm coming from a family of wounded healers. My grandpa was a doctor who experienced terrible trauma during the war and then my mum was the wounded here and then I was the wounded here and it's set and they said to me because they can see a lot from your family patterns they said it looks like from this genogram everything that's landing on you is making you feel like you have to save the world (gasps) oh At the same time we were doing a show and the rap that i wrote and made you perform was this rap's gonna save the world is gonna save the world from what we don't know yet from what we don't know Yeah, it so bizarre so yeah i mean you can't save the world you can only save your world i do love that and i'm gonna pivot a little here
1: because i'm gonna just be vulnerable
0: oh my god no
1: yeah, you vulnerable. I know it's I a, quite it. a Come rare on. occurrence, but I actually feel really scared in this room right now. So just just set up the scene for the listeners. Lizzie's got <laughs> us in this room, her office, and she's pushed her desk out from the wall, and I'm sitting on the opposite side, like so. I'm on the wall that never gets vacuumed. I'm guessing, <laughs> and oh, I'm dear. I'm crouched in be- between this bed, the wall, and the desk, and all I'm thinking about the whole time is. I hope someone's checked this room for spiders. Oh, we
0: have. I I have a big fear around spiders so I'm glad that we kind of addressed that so I can is that what you're going to be vulnerable about were you going to get like into your act was it just the, the spider what? thing oh yeah I, wasn't that so vulnerable of me but I also used to confuse
1: vulnerability
0: with oversharing because I'm a bit of an oversharer oh god my mom is an oversharer and therefore I am an oversharer
1: right where it's just like yeah hey yeah I'm I was an addict I did this blah blah I'll tell you everything mm-hmm. but I'm actually not getting vulnerable no I'm just telling you a story yeah it's the feeling part of like, Lizzie, I feel very connected. Like for me to sit and go, Lizzie, I feel very connected to you right now. Do you Even just that?
0: pretending that I'm saying that. But do you feel connected to me right now? <sighs> I'm <waiting gasps> to- Yeah,
1: I do actually. <laughs> what an awkward position you put me in. <laughs> oh like God. to slow down and actually say that to you would be, that's difficult for me. Right. Because that is feeling like I'm going to unzip the mm. the wall to my heart. I'm going to take my heart out and I'm going to give it to you, which you might stab it. Yeah. But I'm still going to do it anyways. And then I'm going to
0: wrap it back up in there. Right. No, Make I, a joke. Yeah, no, I hear you. I absolutely hear you. So... Yeah, I think we should listen to our comedian and see what kind of things she's bringing up. Please welcome our brilliant comedian to the stage, the beautiful, the wonderful Beth.
2: Mm-hmm. Hello, thank you all for being here tonight. Um, first off, I want to thank Lizzie and Ellen for throwing this hilarity course. I've learned so much throughout this experience, and they've really pushed me outside my comfort zone, AKA Woo-hoo! this. <laughs> But um, there's one experience that shines brighter in my mind than the rest, and I thought it'd be a great opportunity to share it with all of you. So what I'm gonna get you to do is I'm gonna get you to look at the person next to you, and I really want you to look into their eyes, (laughs) stare into their soul. Now imagine, we're doing this in chorus, right? No talking, no laughing. I wanna hear silence. And also, not the person you came with, but the other one. So, if you could just look at the stranger next to you. Um. (laughs) Okay, guys. (laughs) Again, no talking, no laughing, just staring. Just five seconds, okay? Five, four, I know it's awkward. Three, two, one. Yeah, that was almost as fucking awkward as it was in class. (laughs) Anyways, I'm here to give you guys a set, so I'm going to be straight up honest. Um, I struggle with dating. Uh, It's either it's casual and I'm in love or it's serious and I feel like I'm trapped. I don't know if you guys can relate. (laughs) But I think I struggle with dating because I struggle with family dynamics. They all want something different from me, so my dad, he wants me to move back to Revelstoke, settle down and become an electrician. <laughs> wish I was joking. Um, <laughs> my stepdad, he wants me to get more in tune with my feminine side and drop the weightlifting. My mom, she, she's hard to tell because she like jumps between her own opinion and my stepdad's a lot. But my ex-stepmom, she would love for me to move out to UConn and take care of her new boyfriend's daughter. <laughs> So instead of that, I just decided to become a one-legged trapeze artist in a traveling circus. It's no big deal. No, but I really, I do want to make my family happy. But there's a part of me that's like, fuck off, (laughs) and I know everyone can relate with that. But uh, Yeah, so I'm proud to say that I'm actually a personal trainer. I'm following my passion for health and fitness <laughs> um, <laughs> If you're interested my Instagram is Beth Battersby underscore fit uh, <laughs> Sign up in the link in my bio. Yeah, you know <laughs> um, <laughs> No as much as I struggle with dating I uh, I still enjoy it, so, I'm on those apps, you know, and uh, I'm hoping to find the man of my dreams. But unfortunately, whenever I go on them, I find I'm just swiping left, and I have to say, like, come on, men. I know you guys can do so much better. Like, if your first photo is a photo of your truck, immediately left. If your first photo is a photo of you holding some dead animal at <laughs> some prized possession, it's an immediate left. <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> If your first photo's blurry, also, obviously a left. If your first photo is you making out with grandma, it's a left. All that goes out the window if you're tall, dark, and handsome, though. <laughs> so, speaking about tall, dark, and handsome, I just, I'd love to know why all Nigerian men just like love spicy food. I uh, I went over to <laughs> this guy's house last week and he's like, I'm gonna cook you a nice dinner. And I was like, oh, boo who can cook dinner. Amazing. Uh, I go over there and he's like, oh, he's like, you're not so good with spice, right? And I was like, nah, typical white girl. <laughs> Can't handle that. <laughs> he's like, no problem, Shotty. I just put two chilies into, the, <laughs> into dinner tonight. You won't even taste it. Okay. Dinner served. That is the spiciest shit I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> so what does he do? He pulls out his Kit Kat ice cream from the freezer and goes, It's okay, just pair it with this. One bite of spicy pasta, one bite of Kit Kat ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was kind of raised around the idea that for a woman to be loved by a man, you got to be small and dainty and, you know, a damsel in distress. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I worked so hard for these muscles, so I thought, why not share them with all of you? <laughs> No, if my muscles could make noise, they'd be crying for help. They're so sore. (laughs) Being a gym girl and all, sometimes it's difficult to find a man that can keep up. I'm pretty competitive. The other day I was at the gym, actually, Ariel (laughs) will know. But the other day I was at the gym and I was on the rowing machine. I was just warming up, getting the blood flowing, you know, nice and slow. Next thing you know, a man comes sits beside me and immediately I'm like, ooh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> He's going hot off the hop. What do I do? I'm immediately speeding up. I'm like... <laughs> what I didn't think of is once I did speed up, we're in sync. <laughs> so there's the two of us. head I'm thinking oh my god this is so awkward <laughs> uh, oh my god he knows what I've just done this is so awkward don't make eye contact that is the last thing you want to do I was just gonna row for maybe two minutes but ended up being like ten I'm so competitive no way he's beating me no anyways I finally get off I'm totally gassed it was when I went to go clean the machine I realized he's tall dark and handsome <laughs> Anyways, again, I want to thank Lizzie and Ellen for hosting this therapy course. Unfortunately, I don't see myself changing much in the near future. (laughs) So let's all wish the next man in my life some luck because we all know he's going to need it. Thanks again, you guys.
0: Oh, my goodness, Beth. Well done. Oh, my goodness. So much was going on in that set. Seriously, right out the gate. As if we
1: planned it, she went right into something that I consider very vulnerable. Which is a Lizzie classic, by the way. Let's eye gaze.
0: I know. We do it in our course. And uh, so I get them to look at each other for six minutes. Oh! grimacing. Eye gazing
1: to me is the worst.
0: Oh, it's beautiful.
1: Like this whole thing about tantric lovemaking oh
0: my god no.
1: like there's a lot of eye gazing in that i don't even want to open my eyes during sex and see those little peepers looking at me stop Oh yeah we took it there you took it there. i took it there well eye gazing is very vulnerable and it's a, there's an awkwardness to it i think mm. only because we don't historically, I don't think society in general connects
0: that way. You're told not to stare. That's right. Right? So it's kind of constantly like, look away, look away, look away. Look away, look away, look Look away. away. Is that even a song?
1: It's a song, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, the eye gazing, it's a powerful uh, connector in our course. I mean, if you you can sit there and let people see you and you allow yourself to be seen, it can be quite trippy. Yeah. Because you see that you're actually... You, if you see sadness in someone else's eyes, you're actually seeing your sadness reflected back to you. Whoa. Anyway, we won't go on about it. That's what we do in our courses. If you want to come and do a course, do it. Get out your comfort zone. Get out your comfort zone. Um, what she was, she went straight into was dating, this uh, online dating. I mean, you and me are both in committed relationships. It's been mm-hmm. a while, but I did do a bit of dating when I first came here. I got catfished. What? I got catfished. Catfish how? Like, Like, as in, because catfishing is like
1: the image that they put is different than, like, you know, their picture is like beautiful. And then you go meet them and it's like a warlock. No, it was,
0: no, like a... a Catfishing is like an umbrella term for pretending to be some somebody that you're not online.
1: I, I work with a lot of young people and dating nowadays seems to be quite challenging. And I think they're all going about it with this trying to go online dating, mm. right? And and things have happened. I've heard m- numerous stories about what you're saying. So you think about that. Then you think another thing Beth talked about was family dynamics. So you think about a young person today who we all have family dynamics, and we all have trauma and we all have some sort of craziness going on in our family. So you're carrying all that around. Then you're also trying to get into relationship with someone mm. online where you don't really know, is this person who they say they're going to be? Are they going to take me out to the cabin in the woods and murder me? Like, what are they going to ask me for money? Mm. Are they going to look
0: like they look in their picture? But even aside from that, you create a fantasy of what's on the other end, right? It's just a complete projection and you're just getting a few words. Anyway, Yeah, I want to just pull focus from this dating thing into because we don't date you and I we don't date we don't have much to talk about Not that I tell my husband about I do go and eat a lot with the good lady (laughs) wife that's about the lots of eating lots of eating the more I can eat the less I have to talk so (laughs) um I want to talk about the the family dynamics I want to talk about the stepdad situation because you and I both grew up with you know, absent fathers, or no? You no. lived with your dad. I lived with my. well But we both grew up with step parents. Step parents. Yeah. Jump into it. Well, my stepdad was like the opposite to my dad, so it was like I I moved between these two uh structures. These two, like, okay, this is this is how you live with my dad. Is wild. My dad went to prison. He smuggled drugs across Europe. He, you know, not in any major organized way, in just silly young you know, young, lost person way. But he's like a, he refuses to follow rules. So he would just model rule breaking. <laughs> He'd just park up on a pavement and my sister'd be like, you can't park, we're done. He just, just did. Just did. <laughs> That's <laughs> why his answer would just did. And then it would be like, he puts some sunglasses on his head and puts his old sunglasses back on the rack and just walk out the shop and Beck would be like so it's never me i'm just like thinking it's fun and games but you know he was just breaking rules he and then and then we would be my stepdad the majority of the time you know because my dad would come in with this like hey i'm your hero type thing you can do anything you want and have a, you know as many sweets as you want and then my stepdad was like the ultimate rule follower, he was manners. It was like he would tell himself off. He would shout at himself. It was kind of confusing to kind of move between allowed to be wild. Anyway.
1: So. I Yeah, but you and I can relate because I had the same thing, but with the, the matriarchal line, if you will. So I had a stepmom who was very strict and very organized and very together. Like we had everything we could possibly need everything was on a schedule. Um, and there was a lot of rules. And then we'd go to my mom's for the entire summer. And my mom's like wild. It's like, she's this, you know, kind of European, like whatever, like whatever is like her favorite word, whatever, just do whatever. Mm. So we had no rules Mm. and we were very much like, you know, allowed to kind of wander and do our own thing. And sometimes those worlds could collide because sometimes there's a safety in the rules, right. Mm. Where I'd go to mom and say like, Shannon's doing this and it's like pissing me off and Oh, well, well, whatever. But if that had happened in the, the home that I was like really growing up in and going to school and like, that just would have been dealt with, you know, we don't do that in this house. Like mm. she's grounded
0: now. Like
1: it, so there's like you said, there's a confusion
0: Hmm. Sounds like like a police force. (laughs) Like when I was with the rules, I could get get my sister reprimanded.
1: For me, I, I preferred the freedom because I'm a defiant person, right? So Mm. there was nothing to defy.
0: Mm.
1: So I felt uh, free in being myself and that's where I thrived. But for my sister, it was harder for her in the lack of structure. And I think that took her some time to kind of get used to, but I find as an adult, what's interesting, because we have to amalgamate it for ourselves. We have to bring those two worlds together Mm. as a fully functioning adult now and go, who am I? Mm. What, what do I prefer? And I say that because one of the things Beth touches on is she says, what our parents want of us or think about us, Mm. who they want us to be. And I come from very, like two very different worlds where when I was raising my kids, one side of the family would, would say I wasn't doing enough for my kids and I wasn't strict enough. The other side would be like, you're too, you're a helicopter parent, like let go. Mm-hmm. Why are you even focusing on them? Mm-hmm. Very different worlds. So it's, it's coming together as a whole person and deciding for yourself, like, what do I like? What do I want? What matters to me?
0: Mm-hmm. It's that kind of best of both worlds when you're an adult, like you're saying, you get to choose and you get to, you know, make choices about stuff. But it did me a lot of good to learn manners and to be very conscious of the way that you land on other people and and stuff. But I saw him kind of put himself last because of those manners. It was almost he was so polite that a murderer could walk into your house and, you know, and you would just bend over backwards to to you know go you forbid, some tea go a forbid, yeah God forbid your you drop your politeness in the face of anything
1: well I'll never forget the story your stepdad told me when we went to England <laughs> and he told me that you guys went to a hotel like you I don't know you went on some vacation within Britain somewhere and he said every morning breakfast was included but every morning the eggs were served and they were terrible Like they were, the whites were runny, right? Which is gross. I wouldn't eat that. And I said, oh, well, didn't you tell them? Like, so you could get them sent back and get, oh, no, never, would never tell them. Mm -hmm. I said, so what did you do? Well,
0: just kind of went hungry. (laughs) He went hungry. I'm surprised he didn't eat everybody's eggs for them. Oh, he probably did. Maybe that is what he did. Yeah. He slurped them all up. Yeah, he probably just, you know, because, well, there's boarding school, right? So they both grew up in a boarding school. So he was in a boarding school from the age of seven to, I don't know, right through to Cambridge. Okay, so your stepdad was in boarding school. They both were. Your dad was in boarding school. But my dad was in a boarding school that was so terrifyingly abusive that he became like the rebel the black Mm. sheep the kind of I'm you know I'm never ever going to trust authority again yeah and neither should you children yes (laughs) which is you know which is a good thing because actually just because something's a law it doesn't make it right you know if we look back through history some terrible laws and you just have to look at America with what they're doing with the abortion stuff
1: yeah, but you can take that down to the micro level, right? Because mm. some people go, oh, well, I can't change what they're doing in America. But here's an example from my childhood is we had to call my parents' friends like Mr. Bill, Miss Jane. That's mm. gross. Because to me, anyway, Some of, I think my sisters still call their friends like Mr. Bill. And I'm like... It's gross. Like, I feel like you're giving power to authority that you don't even know. Mm -hmm. Like, what if this person's an abuser? I'm not, none of them were, by (laughs) the way. (laughs) Okay. None (laughs) of them were. Hey, that
0: went, that That went went somewhere fast. But
1: I'm just saying there's almost this, and it's very old school. It's a very old traditional Mm -hmm. way of being that you have to respect your elders and authority, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. You don't question it. Mm -hmm. Go give them a hug. Ugh, no. You have to give them
0: a hug. We've moved on from there. Haven't we, we have moved hopefully, on. Hopefully, yeah,
1: because it's you, you, because what it does is it turns off your intuition quite young. Yeah, because you go, I don't care what you're thinking, yeah. feeling about it. Just go do it.
0: Yeah, you have to go and hug, you know, your abusive grandpa mm-hmm. uh, because it's polite. Yeah. to say goodbye and and let them kiss you you on the cheek, kind of thing as you leave.
1: And I do want to say quickly, because I know, I know you've talked about Canadians are uh, like passive aggressive and we're, but we're so polite, mm. but in, in England, there's a, there's a something there too. Oh, big time. A big, like, we just make do, yeah. you know, we're just going to uh, save face.
0: Yeah. I mean, stiff a lip. I mean, yeah. my dad often jokes like, oh, cause I, you know, cause we're, fe- we're a feely um, kind of generation aren't we? We're talking about our feelings now and yeah. we're all you know we're learning and all of that stuff. So when I try to sort of be like that with my dad and sort of ask him well how did you feel when you were like you know blah yeah. blah he'll just say we didn't have feelings in the 50s. It's so true though because I I
1: always want to know that how how were you feeling? What did your parents do? What we did didn't they have feelings. I don't know. Don't I don't know I don't remember.
0: Yeah it's like, like this he's blanked out blanket kind of denial of but you know what it's just after the second world war it's just like so much is going on I mean isn't that the way with I mean god we're getting some horribly big topics right I mean now. I, I feel like like we kind of have to wrap it up but we could just
1: keep going on and on about this one it's a it's a big it's a big wide ocean out there folks and we only yeah. have a cup of it for <laughs> this episode I like that very
0: nice that's very good yeah so um you know Well done, Beth, for your brilliant conversation starting set. Thank you for bringing forward all the topics that you did. And to all our beautiful listeners out there, please go out and shine your beautiful lights. Shine it bright and just, you know, just keep on keeping on because we see you and we love you.
1: Yeah, we do. Until next time, folks. A Goodbye. Ado. Dear listeners, we are a two-woman shop here, and this is a little labor of love. So anything you can do to show us some love, our love language is subscribing, sharing on social media, and coming
0: to one of our many shows. And if you're feeling really adventurous, take a course. Don't be afraid of a good time. We love you. We love you. We love you. We're out.